I'm Andrew Smith. This is Today in Church History, a place where we're reminded that history is truly His story. History is the story of God and the demonstration of His glory in the theater of world events. Today is Thursday, August 29th, 2019. But on this day in history, August 29th, AD 28, in a tradition dating back at least to the 5th century, John the Baptist was executed by Herod Antipas after being arrested and imprisoned in the fortress of Machaerus on the isolated hills of the Dead Sea. John the Baptist was both a gospel preacher and moral reformer. He pointed the people of Israel to Jesus Christ and was thus the forerunner to the Messiah. But he was also a moral reformer. Herod Antipas put him to death not simply because of the influence of a manipulative wife and daughter team, but because Herod Antipas saw John as a threat to his power and lifestyle. Josephus tells us that Herod arrested and killed John because he feared John's popularity could lead to a revolt among the people. Scripture tells us it was also because John was very vocal against Herod's immoral marriage to Herodias, the wife of his brother Philip. We read in Mark chapter 6, verses 17 through 29, these words, For it was Herod who had sent and seized John and bound him in prison for the sake of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, because he had married her. For John had been saying to Herod, It is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. And Herodias had a grudge against him and wanted to put him to death, but she could not. For Herod feared John, knowing that he was a righteous and holy man, and he kept him safe when he heard him. He was greatly perplexed, and yet he heard him gladly. But an opportunity came when Herod on his birthday gave a banquet for his nobles and military commanders and the leading men of Galilee. For when Herodias' daughter came in and danced, she pleased Herod and his guests. And the king said to the girl, Ask me for whatever you wish, and I will give it to you. And he vowed to her, Whatever you ask me, I will give you, up to half of my kingdom. And she went out and said to her mother, For what should I ask? And she said, The head of John the Baptist. And she came in immediately with haste to the king and asked, saying, I want you to give me at once the head of John the Baptist on a platter. And the king was exceedingly sorry, but because of his oaths and his guests, he did not want to break his word to her. And immediately the king sent an executioner with orders to bring John's head. He went and beheaded him in the prison and brought his head on a platter and gave it to the girl, and the girl gave it to her mother. When his disciples heard of it, they came and took his body and laid it in a tomb. Though this gospel account, as we just read from verse 26, indicates some regret in Herod's heart regarding killing John, he nevertheless did it to save face at this royal birthday party, not wanting to go back on his word in front of all of those guests. Who was John the Baptist anyway? Well, John the Baptist grew and became strong in the spirit, as Luke 1.80 says. John was a cousin to Jesus. And he thundered his sermons in the area ruled by Herod Antipas, who was tetrarch over the regions of Perea and Galilee. John was both raised and called by God in the wilderness and called to preach in the wilderness. He was a prophet with holy swag, set apart by God as a second Elijah. He even dressed like Elijah in camel's hair and a leather belt. But it wasn't merely in appearance, but also ministry that he mirrored Elijah, the great prophet from the Old Testament. Like Elijah, John was a prophet of preparation and reform. We read in Luke 1.17, And he will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready for the Lord a people prepared. 
John was the voice of God crying in the wilderness to prepare Israel for their long-awaited Messiah. It was baptism that marked his ministry. John's baptism was one of washing, which symbolized the need for God's people to repent in preparation for the Messiah. He criticized those who presumed to be righteous and trusted in their religiosity instead of the coming Savior. When Jesus finally came upon the scene, John pointed to Jesus and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. John, therefore, was a forerunner to the Messiah, preparing the way for him, pointing people to him, preparing people for him. He came to town as the lowercase e evangelist until the arrival of the big-name evangelist and Savior, Jesus Christ, came in. John's job was to lay the axe at the root of Israel the tree, threatening that they had no salvation from God apart from trusting in the coming Messiah and demonstrating fruits of repentance, which began with being baptized by John. Although Herod was successful in killing John, Josephus records that he didn't get away with it apart from the judgment of God. Josephus tells us that the general view of the Jews was that Herod's army was destroyed as a result of him killing John the Baptist. Josephus writes, and I quote, Now the Jews had an opinion that the destruction of his army was sent as a punishment upon Herod and a mark of God's displeasure with him. End quote. It was the army of Ariatas, who was the king of Arabs during that day that Josephus is referring to that destroyed Herod's army. Now what can we learn about John the Baptist's bold stance against an extremely powerful political ruler's adulterous marriage? Well, John the Baptist was both a gospel preacher and moral reformer. That bears repeating. He was both a gospel preacher and moral reformer. It's important to see that these two go together. Christians should not be mere moralists, but neither should they dismiss moral and righteous living, both within the society and the church. A moral and righteous life demonstrates the power of the gospel, and a Christian simply must demonstrate this sort of morality. Jesus more than suggests this in the Sermon on the Mount, in Matthew 5.16, when he says, In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Jesus' own commentary on John the Baptist approves his endeavor at both preaching the gospel as well as his moral reform when Jesus says, Among those born of women, there has not risen one greater than John the Baptist. He was a great preacher of the gospel, and he lived a pure and holy life. Nobody would question that. Now, we should not promote so-called lifestyle evangelism, if what we mean by this is that we never have to speak the gospel, but simply show forth Christian good works. This actually confuses the gospel, turning it into social reform or good deeds or work salvation. On the other hand, the world is watching. Will we stand up for what biblical marriage is? Will we stand against adultery as John the Baptist did? Will we stand against errant and sinful lifestyles like homosexuality? Will we do this no matter the cost? And will we, as we preach the gospel, live a pure and holy life by the power of the Holy Spirit? You see, we must both preach the pure gospel, that is, that salvation is by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, to the glory of God alone. And we must demonstrate, by the enablement of the Holy Spirit, the power of the gospel, and both our boldness in confronting sin in a decadent society, as well as living consistently with Christian morals and righteousness. Such was the way of John. He made the way straight, and so should we. History is truly his story. It's the story of God and the demonstration of his glory in the theater of world events. 
I hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode of Today in Church History. You can access more of these podcasts by visiting my website, www.heartoflame.org. You can also search for Today in Church History. History is spelled H-I-S hyphen S-T-O-R-Y. Search for it in Apple iTunes and then do me a favor and subscribe to it. If you enjoy what you're hearing on these episodes, go ahead and write a review. Until next time, I'm Andrew Smith.